Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Stuff I Heard podcast. I'm your host, Josh Peak, and today I have Josh Treadaway again. Say hi, Josh. Hey, how's it going, guys? So uh, we had kind of a funny little moment today. Well, not that funny. I mean, it was coincidental. Um, I ended up in Myrtle Beach this morning. Uh, I had to take somebody to the airport, and I knew that you were probably asleep because you work late, and I was like, I don't want to disturb you. But I called you just to see, and it went straight to voicemail, and I thought, okay, he's either on the phone or he's asleep and his phone is off. And it ended up being that your phone had died, so you'd had it plugged up anyway. Um, but I stopped by the house, and I dropped you off a little little gift, little present, some Clone Wars action. How about that? Huh? Look in there. there you go. This is where you want the YouTube folks so you can see the the cool shirt. Um, I like the shirt in the fact that, you know, you're looking at it and you go, okay, like to the, to the, to the rare person that just halfway knows what's going on with star Wars, they go, Oh, look, three Jedi. And in reality, it's a Jedi, a Sith. And the one in between is in between. In between. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's all Padawans and, and, and Lee and teachers, you know, one teaches the other teaches the other. But it's the one in the middle that's really the the kind of, in my opinion, the true badass, <laughs> Ahsoka Tano. So anyway, uh, cool shirt. Um, my wife had actually ordered it by accident, thinking it was my size. And then when it got here, she went, "You're not that size." I'm like, "What? We've been married for a long time now. You think you would know?" She's like, "Oh, thank my, you my bad." So thank you, Dolores. Um, I was going to bring you something back from Disney, but I was, I wasn't sure what to do. And, and I didn't buy anything really for myself down there other than the lightsabers and the like, I guess I did buy some stuff for me. Anyway, that's BS, but the shirts there were expensive. Like I was talking about before when I went to the galaxy's edge or what they call black spire outpost or whatever they want to call it. Like the cheapest shirt I found was 40 bucks for a t-shirt. And I was like, nah, like they weren't even that good at t-shirts. I was like, you guys are really missing the ball on some proper merchandising especially with the success of the mandalorian which i happen to have the mandalorian shirt on with boba it's got him in, like w- walking away on tatooine his shadow with him beautiful, oh, beautiful so, shirt. such a pretty shirt but also like we uh we didn't even look at those um because they had none i mean there was none there to choose from um we got home and my wife started looking around on like shop disney when she realized that we didn't really spend near the amount of money that we normally spend she was like you didn't even get a t-shirt and i was like that's okay. I got a light. They got a lightsaber. It's cool. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I kind of like, you know, all your shirts are getting old and they, you know, a lot of them have stains and stuff. And I know right away she's talking about the Boba Fett t-shirt, which I'm offended by, but also she's, she's accurate. It's got a lot of paint stains and stuff like that. But so anyway, she, she finds that on shopdisney.com there's all kinds of shirts there that are cheaper than you can get them for in the parks. And so We've been looking at different websites and different uh, YouTube shows. There's one on there, like the Disney food blog that we watch, where uh, she even mentions the fact that they're moving more and more to that online merchandise where they can sell for a lot cheaper um, because they don't have to pay anybody to be in the stores. Now, they just announced recently that Disney's closing a good 60% of their stores throughout the U.S., which a lot of that has to do with the ones that they've opened up inside of malls. They realize they don't need to be operating in malls. I mean, there's no point. Um, Nowadays, everybody does such, so much e-commerce and apparently they have some kind of a contract that they've signed with uh, Target. So you can also buy a lot of Disney stuff from Target for a reduced price. So well, yeah, I, think, I think you were telling me on the last one that you said that you heard something about the Target down the road from uh, Disney had yeah. better shirts than the one Disney did and for half the price, if not less. 
Yeah. Yeah. Way cheaper. So that seems like the better deal overall. Um, and you know, it's, it just makes smart financial sense to do that. So, um, I got, uh, there's been a couple of things that's happened this week. Um, my brother talked to my mom and said, I can't listen to Josh's podcast anymore. Cause they spoil Wanda vision every single time I go to listen to it. And I haven't watched it yet. And I'm like, well, catch up dude. It's over the weekend. <laughs> we wait till Monday. This is even Tuesday. Come on, Alex. <sighs> well, he's been in the I middle. Mean, I know of- you're busy. I know, I know you, I know you're winning championships up there yeah. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about that? The, uh, the blue Ridge girls winning the regionals. Good job. <laughs> Congratulations coach Alex. Mm-hmm. And then big deal a, for them. You had a big deal with your mom. Yeah. So mom also got a like a FMU, um, what do they call it? An FMU alumni award of some kind. It's kind of like a lifetime achievement award, but it's also them saying, Hey, look, you know, we had some graduates do some really good things. And it was a night to award several people, but um they they one of the ladies couldn't make it. Two of the gentlemen that were there came up and accepted the award and they showed a small video about them and about their lives but none of them got to talk except for mom. Hers was the last one of the night and she got up and spoke. Oh, wow. And she got to have a speech and they didn't. Yeah. So, uh, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know. I mean, I knew she had told me that she had a speech to do, but I didn't know that it was going to happen the way it happened. Otherwise I would have taken my good camera, but all I had was my phone and I was just like, I didn't, I didn't want to hold it up in front of people, you know? So I was right. just like, I was like this, but I recorded it. I put it on YouTube. Uh, if anybody wants to watch it, it's actually pretty motivational. Um, it talks about, she talks about, you know, growing up and the fact that her folks didn't get a, a much of an education. Her mom dropped out in sixth grade and her dad dropped out in eighth grade. Um, their parents, you know, passed away early. Um, back before there was child labor laws, her parents went to work. Uh, her, 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 her mom and, and dad and all of their siblings went to work as anywhere they could to just keep the family unit together. They didn't want them broken up and be put in orphanages and stuff like that. So pretty much any of the kids is if they were eight years old or so, they were just like, well, I can go to work. And they went to work in factories and in the farm and wherever they could to make ends meet. And they, they kept the family unit together and education was sort of talked about and encouraged, especially by her dad, by the time I come along. Uh, but I don't know how much of it was encouraged when they were younger. I know she said at one time that her dad tried to go back to school and learn a few things. And her mom was less than enthusiastic about it. I guess she felt like by him trying to do better in a way, it was sort of a slap in her face of, you know, we're doing okay. And, you know, what, you know, you want to be smart all of a sudden, like we're, we're doing okay. And I don't know, she, it's her story to tell. I'm not going to tell it, but mom was pushed to go into education and to use education to leap forward in life. And it did help her. So, I mean, I'm glad she got the award. Uh, there's lots of stuff about it online. Um, if you want to look up Debbie Hoppla, director of nursing, blah, 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 just you, there's videos, there's all kinds of stuff, but she did good. And I'm glad she got the award. And, and I told her, I said, you know, I, I liked it. Uh, there was a lot of her students there. There were a lot of faculty members there. There were people that were colleagues of hers that were there and they were, you know, cheering and rah, rah, rah and stuff. And, and she's like, I'm really glad you got to come. And I said, well, of course. I said, somebody needs to be there that actually knows what you went through to get here. And she was like, well, you do above anybody else. And I'm like, I know that's the point. Like you, you deserve to, to be, you deserve the accolades that you get, but also it wasn't given. There was nothing given, you know, so kudos to her. 
Um, that was pretty cool. I also got some good news about my eye. Went to an eye appointment and my surgery is scheduled for the 17th. So I'm getting a lens put in my eye on the 17th. Uh, my stepdad is retired. Dan uh, took me to my appointment and he's set up to take me to the next one. And I've got to go back the following day for like a follow-up post-op thing. But um, they say that it's going to take like a week or two for the eye to sort of adjust to the surgery for them to determine then I guess they're going to schedule another appointment to test me to see if I need a, a contact and to have that part done. So that's another step that I have to get used to. And, and, and as I don't know the dates yet, I have to find out when that comes, but. At least you get <laughs> to start something instead of just waiting, you know? Yeah. And, and it looks like, you know, sooner than later, I'm going to be back at work, which is good. I'm, I need to get back to work. I'm, I'm needed and I want to be back at work. Um, it's just been too long. I, uh, I had the day off yesterday and we had something scheduled, but you had something that came up. So we rescheduled for today, which is fine. Um, you posted a picture last night on Facebook of a very dapper looking Josh Treadaway in a, in a <laughs> fantastic suit. I was like, gum!" Some people wear some clothes, but those clothes are wearing him. Look at that. Golly. That's nice. You dress up nice, man. I was pretty impressed at how well I cleaned up. I got to be, be honest. I, I, I didn't think I could look that good. That was a mighty fine looking picture, dude. I, I actually, I, today I, I changed it in my phone. So now when you call me, that's the picture that comes up. <laughs> I, the one I had before was of us partying at the beach years ago. And, and you were kind of like, and I was like, all right, that's cool. But this is way cooler. Like if I want to show people this picture, this is a good picture. So anyway, um, that was cool. Um, yeah, I, uh, I just, I, 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 you know, I took the job at the melting pot and yeah. I was excited about the opportunity there and I wasn't looking for a job, but a friend of mine that I used to work with at the Hilton uh, came to me and told me about this job and said that they, he was getting ready to possibly move it up from food, by, food and beverage supervisor to the restaurant manager and they were going to be looking for someone for his position. Oh. And they, they asked him if he knew anybody and he said, yeah, I got a couple people in mind. And he asked me about it and I said, well, I'll, I'll, I'll sit and listen. Well, when I, when I talked to him about it, uh, right now he's making 17 an hour and they're offering him overtime at least like five or six hours a week. He gets full paid benefits with 401k company matching. I mean, it's just, it's, it's everything that you could possibly want starting out as a manager. Yeah. So uh, I took the interview and the guy was just completely blown away by me, apparently. I mean, he, Good. he, he told me outside of like the general manager from a, you know, corporate restaurant coming in and applying for the job. He didn't see anybody coming in and impress him as much as I did. Good. Excellent. Come to find out I was applying for the uh, manager position along with Jack. They're, 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 they're possibly going to put two managers on the restaurant because they're building another restaurant on property site. It's uh Carolina pines out there on highway 90. Yeah. It's an RV park. Okay. But it's a really, really nice RV park. I mean, yeah. it's absolutely absurd. And they're just throwing money at these people at Myrtle Beach to try to build because it's going to be their flagship. Cool deal. It was a uh, so yeah. So I had a, I had had a friend that I worked. One of the managers that's leaving the melting pot. He's kind of become kind of like a uh, almost like a little bit of a life coach for me. Mm -hmm. he's, he's he's really inspirational, and uh, he helped me put that suit together. And he's like, "That's it, man. You got to wear that suit." Yeah, yeah. That was a good call. Um, you looked really sharp. So <clears throat> let's, let's pivot a little bit. Um, before we did the podcast, uh, two weeks ago, you had mentioned you were excited about Tom and Jerry coming out on HBO. I did. I haven't watched it yet. Okay. I don't know what to say. 
<laughs> I imagine it's not going to be that great, but I'm still, still excited to see it. Listen, I grew up watching the cartoons as you did, and the cartoons were great. Um, I can tell you that I watched the movie, and um, and then I was watching what was on my phone because it was more interesting. <laughs> And I don't know what happened in the movie at a certain point. I just, it was on and I would look up every once in a while and I go, eh. I mean, I was just, it was, it's, listen, it's everybody has, everybody has their own opinion of what's cool. Uh, mom said that uh, she went up this past weekend to visit my brother and his kids and his kids loved it. They loved it. They were like, this is so great. But mom said she watched it and she was like, it wasn't that great. <laughs> so anyway, um, we always do like a hit or miss to me. This is the big miss of the week. Okay. Um, but I wanted to cleanse my palate, but also I kind of felt like, well, I've gone this far as might as well really watch something terrible. So I went to watch the Pikachu movie, the Pikachu oh, detective uh, movie. Oh God. Yes. No, it was good. Really? I did not expect it to be good. It was really good. It was, you know, the commercials make it look stupid. It was Ryan Reynolds voice on Pikachu. And you're like, what? You know, it just, it, the commercials really didn't do it justice. <clears throat> The movie is like I watched the, the the Pokemon show with my kids and it was the idea of, you know, there's Pokemon battles and you want to catch them all. You know, that's the whole slogan of the show. And every person seems to have like one pet. That's their Pikachu. That's kind of like their symbiote little thing that walks around with them all the time and they carry on conversations with it. And it's, you know, I guess it, in a way it's sort of like everyone's emotional support pet. Um okay. But for some people, it like helps them do their job. So this one guy's like a cop and he's got like this, this dog that, rawr, 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 you know, barks like, you know, like he's on duty all the time. He's dressed up in like a policeman's outfit. It's kind of cute, but it's real. It's very similar to the cartoon in a lot of ways. But you learn why he has Ryan Reynolds voice at the very end. And you also learn why he's able to under like the guy and the main character is under, able to understand what Pikachu saying because he takes some kind of vial of something and, and somehow that links them, their brains together to where he can hear, he can hear what Pikachu saying to him and vice versa, but nobody else can, but it's done in a really good way. It's actually a really good movie. I, I was like pleasantly surprised. I, I put my phone down at a certain point. I was like, Hey, this is actually pretty good. <laughs> it's like, and I, it got done. I was like, I can't believe I enjoyed that. Like it surprised <laughs> me how much I enjoyed it. I was like, Okay. Right. Thumbs up, thumbs up thumbs for Pikachu up. and Ryan Reynolds. I get it. You, you know, Hey, he, he doesn't swing wrong very often, but this one I was worried was like, he's taking the paycheck. No, this is actually pretty good. So, um, so that's my win. Uh, I did want to talk about another win that everybody wanted to poo poo on, including myself, uh, Gemini man with Will Smith. Okay. So this is, uh, this was the movie that was done by the the guy who did all the Transformer movies. It's all, you know, live action, crazy stuff. But Gemini Man was advertised as Will Smith, and he he's an assassin. And some people genetically make a clone of him, a younger clone of him to come after him. So he's yeah. fighting with himself. And I remember when this came out, a lot of people were like, this is so stupid of an idea. And... There are moments where the CGI looks wonky. I mean, let's just be honest. But it's actually really good. It's a good movie. I, I, didn't, I didn't play with my phone at all. I watched the whole thing. I was like, 
I don't care what people say. Will Smith has got some acting chops. Whether he's playing this spies in disguise as a cartoon dude who turns into a, a pigeon or or this, it's still good. He's still got acting chops. The dude still got it. And the movie's not terrible. The movie's fine. I, I, I don't know why everybody poo-pooed on it. I was like, I kind of liked it. It's it fun. I, I actually have seen that one. And I have thought you? It, I have seen that. And I actually have thought the same thing. It was I was like, let's just see how this turns out. Yeah. And I caught, my, I caught myself literally entranced into the movie. Yeah. It never, to me, it never lagged on action. It never lagged on a story. I mean, it was a little funky in the fact that dude's like, we'll just fly to the, to Rome now. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, whoa, whoa, time out. But it's a movie. Just go with it, you know. But I liked it. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I liked, uh, I liked Clive Barker as the bad guy, too, because he always looks like he has a scowl on his face anyway. So I, I kind of like the fact that he was the bad guy. I was like, oh, spoiler alert, if anybody hadn't watched a, a movie that's been out for over a year. Um, Clive Barker's the bad guy. Ooh. Oh, and when the third clone came out, I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Ooh. I mean, that part was predictable, but I was really, it was, it was cool. So anybody who hasn't watched right now are like, I can't believe they spoiled it for me. I was going to watch it this weekend. Shut up. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, you gave me homework, which I did. I watched Superman and Lois on CW. Uh-huh. Um, matter of fact, it comes out again tonight at nine o'clock. So okay. it, it looks like Tuesday nights at nine is when it comes out. I was pleasantly surprised at the two episodes so far. Um, it is kind of the, what I predicted. It was in a way, I mean, you know, they go home to take over the family farm and they suspect that one of the kids has powers and it ends up being not the one they thought. And it's, it's pretty cool so far. Um, I mean, I was confused at first with the with the black guy playing Captain Luther. You know, mm-hmm. I, I know he's going to end up being Lex Luther, but when they showed an image of Kal-El like burning up soldiers or whatever, I was like, oh, this is like a everybody's getting into this multiverse thing now. Yep. So this is a multiverse version of of Superman and of Kal-El where Luther's just he comes from this other place and in his place kal-el or superman is the bad guy so he's terrified and he's trying to fight him any way he can and he's trying to make everybody aware of how dangerous he is and you know it's the storyline is interesting it's it to me it's uh it's one of those stories that literally is very creative in a lot of ways because there always there's, there has always been that question amongst fans of what if him and Lois Lane actually had kids and what would they be like and would they be human would they be like him would they you know how would they navigate that would they move back to the farm those are sort of questions everybody sort of wondered anyway and this is this is a show that's just exploring it so right. and like we talked about before everything that we watch that we enjoy like Star Wars like Marvel if there's fans of it making it they're going to make it well. And they're making this well, you know, well, C- CW didn't drop the ball with Smallville. I don't think they're going to drop the ball with this. I don't think so either. I, I'm interested to see where they go with it though. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, I'm definitely along for the ride. Um, I looked on the, uh, the app. It looks like the first season is only putting out like six episodes and I think they're going to take like a little break. So yeah, maybe, they, maybe they're just testing out with six, six episodes to see what the following is going to be like and then deciding yeah, to make more. Then they'll throw more money at it, and then because I mean it, it, it's already got somewhat of a following. I've already had a couple other people talk, you know, just kind of randomly. I hear them like talk about it, so yeah, you know, yeah. So if anybody's interested, Superman and Lois is good. Check it out; it's on CW. Um, 
I also did homework and watched the two Spider-Man movies that are out, yes, which I, I texted you right away. Cause I was like, the first one, the homecoming starts off right after civil war. And I was like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. They just skipped past his origin story, which, you know, the I'm used to the Tobey Maguire version where they show the whole origin story. And you know, the, the uncle Ben died, oh, which I'm glad they skipped past that. Cause that, I mean, it's been done to death in my opinion. Right. Um, that, that's, I think that's the reason why they kind of went that way. It's like, you know, look, you know, you know, the origin, yeah. the, you, you've already, and technically if you've seen civil war, you kind of got the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's, I mean, from civil war, you know, that some, somehow he's tied into Tony Stark and cause he's fighting on Tony's side and he like, you know, it, he makes a cool entrance. It's fun. They call him underoos, you know, stuff like that. Um, <laughs> But Homecoming was good. I like Michael Keaton as the bad guy. Listen, Michael right. Keaton has got some acting chops too. That dude, he ain't never forgot how to act. I mean, he, he's no. been acting for a long time. He is a tremendous actor. And him as a bad guy, really, he got to flex his skill to be that complex bad guy. And we've talked about it before. You need a good bad guy to make a good movie. And he is that good bad guy as Vulture. I mean, he, you see his path. It's not that he had bad intentions all along. It's, you know, I'm... I need to provide for my family here and this is our job and you've screwed me and I got to figure out how to way to make this work. And he found a way to make it work. And then along the way, the power got into his head and you know, like everybody else, they get corrupted. They're like, Hey, I'm taking my chance, baby. This is it. So power corrupts. Yeah. Um, I thought that was great. And then, you know, especially the, the cutaways at the end of that was good. I like the fact how they ended the, the, the episode with him putting on his, his new Spider-Man outfit and Anne May walks in, Mr. Marissa Torme. Um, so, uh, she walks in and she, she, they cut away with her cursing. What the, you know, and it cuts. And then <laughs> I was like, that's kind of cute. And then they followed up again with the next movie. That's how they ended it with him, with him saying it. I was like, that's great. That's, that's a cool, like, you know, comeback callback to the, to the first, to the first one. Um, but the second one was good with Jake Gyllenhaal playing Mysterio. I mean, what a neat character that is. And also again, another guy that wasn't intending on being the bad guy, but just sort of, got down on his luck and saw an opportunity and took it and said, run with it. You know, he was trying to run with it as hard as he can, but they end the episode with him basically calling out Peter Parker for being Spider-Man. And now everybody's supposed to know, which sort of goes into that idea of what civil war was about when they were talking about identifying the superheroes with their names, because they, some, some of them were for it and some of them didn't want their identities known. And there was that battle over, is it right? Is it not right? You know, Tony Stark was terrified that they were going to get invaded by some galactic something. And so he was like, we need a better security. We need, you know, we need to be prepared, which is sort of why there's shield and why there's this organization that's out there supposedly spying on them and, and keeping tabs on them. But also captain America was like, wait, this ain't right. Like, you know, not all these guys are on the right team and you know, it, Marvel does such a good job of creating their characters so that it's easy to identify with both sets with the bad guy and the good guy. And I don't think that civil war got enough attention for being that kind of movie that you could side with one or the other. I mean, it really takes going back and watching it again to appreciate it. And I have, I went back and watched it again and I was like, okay, I I appreciate it now more than I did when I first watched it. So anyway, (laughs) <laughs> with that all being said, there is another one coming out this year uh, called No Way Home. 
Um, I'm just assuming we're going to see more of John Favreau and Marissa Torme and probably Samuel L. Jackson, you know, cause you need the BMF to show up. Um, <laughs> I don't know what storyline they're going to use, but it's going to be fun. Uh, but we've got a lot of Marvel stuff that's happening here all, all together. And it's all tied into WandaVision in a way, because WandaVision is going to kick right off into the Dr. Strange movie. Yep. Or is it a, is it a movie or is it a season? Is it a series? Uh, I believe it's a movie. Cause I've heard both and I don't know which is right. I think it's a movie. I'm pretty sure. So if you think about these seasons and, and we've talked about this before, the seasons are really set up like 10 hour movies. I mean, we're yeah, getting really much. spoiled by all this content. I mean, God, I hope that it's cost effective for them to do this because it's very pleasurable for a fan to watch all this stuff. The, okay. So just get right into it. The fight was fantastic. Yeah. So, all right. If you haven't watched WandaVision, here are the spoilers. We're going to kick it off. Turn Alex, it off now. Alex, turn it off now. Go watch WandaVision and get back on here. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the battle between the two witches was awesome. I mean, Agatha, they, they, they purposely tell you, like, in scenes, this is the thing I'm doing so that it can come back later to be the thing that defeats them. So, mm-hmm. Agatha, in episode eight... You know, she's controlling her with her runes in the room. And she's like, what? You don't know about runes? Uh, you know, and Wanda's not stupid. She's like, she's taking notes. So as soon as she gets in a chance to have this giant battle inside of her own hex, she throws up her own runes, which I've watched that episode three times already. And I'm still like, God, this is so good. The way they did this is so good. Well, I was like, okay, so I get it. Now I'm the whole time, like she's having the fight, she's throwing her magic spells and she's missing her. And I'm like, I don't get it. And then all of a sudden you see that rune pop up. Yeah. And she's and like, Oh, like, you oh. didn't know. <laughs> I was like, Whoa, those are as big as buildings. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, wow, what a great, what a great way to end that. Yeah. And well, there's, the end, there is, cause you, you, you waited to the end and saw the, the end end. Right. Yeah. So there's lots of YouTube stuff out there that really goes into description People way smarter than us. We're just fans. So um, there's people that go back and watch all of the movies and they show you all of the cutaways of what all of it means. And I wish I knew the guy's name right off the bat, but I watched some 30 minute description of the show that really told me a lot more than I understood. So the scene at the end with her at the looks what looks like a, you know, Romanian type lodge drinking tea. Um, and when they cut away to a back room and she's back there, they say that she's astral projecting herself up front so that no one can see what she's really doing in the back. And in the back, she apparently is just studying this book of magic, everything in it, just as hard as she can. Like Dr. Strange did. Whenever Dr. Strange took over the time stone, they gave him a library of stuff to read and he loves to be a student. So he read the crap out of those books just because he wanted to know how to do his job correctly as, as, as efficiently as possible. Apparently that's what she's doing right now is she's learning all of her powers. That being said, <clears throat> this is going to tie in apparently to whoever this, this character is going to be coming up in Dr. Strange's show slash movie. We're not sure which, uh, the multiverse of madness is what it's called. So in the multiverse of madness, there's going to be a bad guy and it's theorized that she is going to accidentally bring forth this eternal being that is the creator of the chaos magic. 
Um, this thing looks like a giant lizard, kind of like, uh, kind of like a smaller version of, uh, um, Godzilla, but with tentacles, it's a creepy looking thing, but <sighs> this thing apparently is the reason chaos energy even exists. And it's theorized that she's going to do this in an attempt to bring her children back. Cause supposedly her children still exist in a certain elemental plane. And that because her chaos energy created them and the fact that she brought down the hex doesn't mean that they don't still exist, that they're still existing somewhere. And she's going to figure out how to bring them back to life along with vision. Now, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if, if all that's going to happen or if some of it's going to happen, but it's a very interesting theory. Um, there's also the emergence of what's her name? Monica Rambo. Rambo. Yes. Monica Rambo. Apparently when she phase shifted that third time, I watched a huge thing on YouTube. Again, I wish I could call out the guy's name who came up with all this stuff. <clears throat> he talked about how Monica Rambo in the comics was a very overpowered character that she went by many different names. At a certain point, she is Captain Marvel. Um, she is apparently now made out of light. And she has the ability to not only see other people's magic, but see their energy for their powers and can somehow manipulate their own power back to them as soon as she's affected by it and learns the reasoning why it works. Then she can use their own powers against them. So that's why, apparently, that's why uh, she was able to see Agatha's purple energy whenever she opened up the door and she could see the, the energy coming off the walls. She could see that it was Agatha's powers. Okay. Whenever... Pietro, Quicksilver, what are you going to call him? Boner. <laughs> whenever Boner, yeah. whenever Boner uh, took her and he matched her, you know, he, he grabbed her with this, this speed energy at a certain point, like he, he shoves her and that energy took into her. And then she was able to match his energy later when he tried to do it again. And that's where she saw the necklace that was glowing purple. It didn't right. really show purple, but she could see that energy and she could then just grab it and pull it off. So that's kind of a cool power to have. Um, it opens up the door for her to be all kinds of crazy powerful in everything, which apparently she is. And she's also supposed to eventually, the theory is she's going to have the name Pro, proton or photon photon because her, her mom's nickname was photon. Okay. Her mom was in the FBI and they showed a plaque with her mom's name on it in one of the movies. Again, somebody does a lot of research and they showed her mom's name with photon written in, in parentheses. And I was like, God, they don't waste any detail. Like, again, everything is on purpose. Did you, did, you, did you read the article that I sent you? Yes. I mean, just that little bit. I mean, there's so many details that, that fall in line to some of the smaller things that, you know, they, they, they paid attention to. Yeah. You know, like we talked about the fact that the first episode, you know, my birthday was circle. Mm -hmm. Well, then it's told why, because 823 was the episode, or I mean the uh, the uh, the um, the comic uh, number? Yeah. When when Vi when Vision's head was crushed, and I love the we didn't even talk about the fact that the two Visions had a face off with each other. Oh well, yeah, and and then the the, the psychological. Yeah, about the, the the ancient ship that was found that they replaced boards on to to fix up, and he said at a certain point, is it still that ship? If you replace enough of those boards. 
is it still the same ship or is it something new and different? And that's sort of the thing that stops their fight is this philosophical idea of <clears throat> what makes it special again. And he was talking about himself being vision. He's like, in a way, I'm not vision. And in a way, you aren't vision. Even though they've built us out of different things, neither one of us is really vision. You may have some of the same body parts and I may have his thoughts, but we're not the same. And there's that moment where he touches his his little weird thing on his head. Right. White one. He touches the white one's head and his eyes like change color and his his whole Well, he becomes more self he he he's he he was that, that vision he gives him memories. Right. That vi- that vision was just programmed with just the memories of what the sword wanted him to have. Right. He gave him all of vision's memories. Yeah. That he had, and he became self-aware. And if you're like if you're that sentient being, if you're vision with everything that he knows then realistically part of him knows that wanda is also dangerous not only that he loves her but she's also extremely dangerous and his ultimate programming is to make sure that you know the peace is kept and that everybody's safe yeah i mean that was his that was that was his original reason why he was brought to brought to brought to life as jarvis so yeah so it's interesting um Apparently there is a series of comics where the white vision goes around and, and fights against the Avengers at times because they don't do what is supposed to be the right thing in his eyes. But there's that philosophical idea again of, you know, you have to ask the right questions in order for him to debate it enough to understand. So it is kind of like, to me, it's the parent discussion of, a children's squabble. So let's say you have children and they just happen to have superpowers. Vision steps in as sort of the parent of going, no, you are all wrong. Let me just stop this right now and just sort of breaks everything up. And until you have a conversation with Vision and go, listen, this is why we're doing this. He, then he goes, okay, I, I can see, I kind of see your point. Like he, it's sort of the, it's sort of the, the, the tiebreaker. He's the tiebreaker. <clears throat> if you want to say that, you know. Okay. So, <clears throat> lots and lots of cool little Easter eggs in the show. And again, I highly encourage anybody listening to this or watching this. If you're a fan of WandaVision, go on YouTube and look up all of the Easter eggs. Cause they're so much fun. There's even the moment where they're standing on the street as a family and the, and the kids are all like, like doing their little action pose with their, you know, Billy's got his little blue magic hands and all that stuff. And I, and I watched a cutaway, you know, duplicate of the Incredibles where they were doing the same thing. Oh. I was like, oh, that's great. That's so cool. They got him in the same action pose in the same spots. And I was like, that's that's kind of a cool little Easter egg as well. I mean, there's all kinds of them. There's even ones about what's on the marquee at the movie theater having mm-hmm. to do with the creators of the show and what they... And I was like, you guys are so smart. <laughs> you, got, you, got, you got the uh, the car with the license plate that has the number, which, I, which is a nod to uh, Stan Lee's birthday. Yeah, yeah. That was great. There's a lot of people that think that, that Jimmy Woo is going to step in as sort of Stan Lee, that he's going to pop into all of the shows kind of like Stan Lee did because everybody really enjoys watching him. There's also a fan theory that thinks that they're going to turn him into Gambit. Okay. I was, I was going to go with something different. They supposedly, they, there's a story that they might try to do like a, uh, a Marvel kind of X-Files thing with Woo. Ooh, that would be cool. I don't see him playing Gambit though. Cause Gambit has to be, Cajun. Cajun. He has to be Cajun. You know, Ken Parker is a great actor, great comedic actor. Um, 
I watched some movie this past year with him in it where he was like a stoner guy and it was like a love story and it was great. He was so funny, but, uh, yeah, he, he, a lot of people don't give him enough credit. He's a really good actor, <laughs> but we got to see Marcy crash into the bad guy's truck. Totally <laughs> save the day. I mean, that was fun. She, she come out of nowhere. Just out of nowhere. I was like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that part. That was cool. Um, yeah, a lot of good stuff. A lot of, a lot of fun to watch. Lot. I'm just I'm blown away at how crappy it seemed when it started to how great it turned out at the end. Again, I'm wrong a lot, and I was wrong at the beginning of the season. I was like, "This is dumb. I don't get it." So, if anybody out there is watching Wanda, you're just starting off with the Wandavision. Make it past the first three episodes. By the fourth, when you're going to be like, "Oh, now I can watch the rest of them." <laughs> And just find some scotch tape so you can tape your eyelids open <laughs> so you don't miss anything. And then and then go through and watch them again because you're going to be like, I see so much more this way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe, maybe don't do that. <laughs> At least you're using scotch tape. No uh, bailing wire. <laughs> no bailing wire. Stay away from the bailing wire. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Well, hey, uh, I know it's a little bit shorter today, but uh, I actually have to go to work today. I'm, I'm not off, but I just have to go in later. So yep. I, need to, I need to start getting ready. I got to take the dogs out and all that kind of stuff. That's cool. But uh, I, I greatly appreciate your shirt. Thank you, brother. And thank you, Dolores. And uh, Alex, go watch WandaVision. Alex, you have a job to do. Go watch WandaVision. So anyway, uh, I don't know what I'm going to watch this week. Um, I got to find something though. So I'll, I'll dive into it. I'm, I might watch some Korean science fiction movie again. Or Oh, I did watch a map of tiny perfect things again and loved it just as much the second or third or fourth or fifth time. Fifth time. Fifth time. Fifth time. Okay. I'm, I loved I'm, it just I'm, as much the fifth time as I did the other ones. I'm at three. Ones. I'm at three. Yeah. And it's still fantastic. And that's how I started off yesterday. I was like, let's have some coffee and watch this again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love you, brother. Take care. Love good, you too, brother. Take good care. Good to now. talk to you. All right. You as well. Thanks everybody for listening. If you enjoyed this, please uh, rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends. And as always, you hit it. Cue that cow. Mm-hmm.